<laughs> hey, everybody, you're watching the Mount Rushmore podcast and listening, if you're listening. And uh, uh, it's uh, myself, Jeff, and my good buddies, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. <laughs> Richard and Michael are coming to us from ver veritable construction sites, homes that uh, have been uh, turned into a work zone and by accident, uh, on purpose, by unexpected or um, um, un unwanted um, renovations. And that is the topic of this week's episode. And I think they may have some personal experience to add. Maybe it's all going to be personal experience when they choose their Mount Rushmore's. Um, guys, are, can you hear me over the nailing and construction work that is currently happening in your homes? <laughs> oh, a forklift. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think that's good enough to, to get going. So um, why don't we start with Michael, who may have had the most recent experience? Okay, well, you know what? I will... It, um talk about my most recent experience. Um, so I uh, live in an apartment and um, over on the top floor of an apartment. And over the last, you know, couple of weeks here in Los Angeles, we've had just this really heavy rain. Now, we have been unaffected by the rain, thankfully. Um, although in the past, we've certainly had our um, ceiling bubble and cave in from who knows what. But the downstairs neighbors had their ceiling bubble and cave in and flood from uh, water damage um, because we have this uh, kind of a deck patio thing that extends off of our um, uh, kitchen that's pretty big. You guys have both been over for parties and hanging out and whatever. We have this nice kind of big area that um, a couple years ago had a lot of water damage down below and they were paired-ish. They never really sealed the deck that they did. It's this tile work. Well, of course, the downstairs neighbors had this water damage again. Well, cut back to last week, and uh, they got a text from the landlord saying that we're going to uh, do some work on your patio. Can we have access? Or actually, we don't need to go through your apartment. We can all do it outside. Um, we're going to try to figure out a solution. And flash forward to me looking out like the window. And they're building like this huge extension, like thing, awning thing onto like our little awning thing that we have that had no idea it was coming. <laughs> that is done so poorly that has these huge like quarter inch gaps on some of like the woodworking that's done uh, in between uh, uh, the rafters or whatever. And this awful plastic sheeting. And it's just, it's so cheaply made. And like, I'm just in the process of like crafting this like, oh, now I'm tired. I mean, it's, worded it's letter. Three minutes, three minutes into this podcast, and I'm tired. Um, just <laughs> talking about, like, what is what we didn't request this. Why is this like this? What are you guys doing? <laughs> mm -hmm. But I guess the, the the perils of this sort of thing, um, of the landlord taking action that you didn't want to to have something repaired that you didn't need to have repaired for your uh selves i mean we've all lived in apartments we've all dealt with um people going about the cheapest possible way to fix a problem and that's, uh, that's always the case always the case and I, and I imagine that like for even for like homeowners like you guys like 
there's a high end for a bid and a low end for a bid and somewhere in the middle is where you want to fall. And I feel like this, um, the people that um, we rent from somehow find the lowest end of, I don't even think it's bidded out. I think it's just the people that they've been using for years for some reason. And uh, yeah, I have got this monstrosity that I have to deal with. And you were not informed that it would come, is that right? We were just informed that they were going to move plants on our deck to do some sort of try to repair the leak and to repair some, maybe, I assumed that they were going to try to seal the deck, that they were waiting for Mm -hmm. all the rain to have subsided and come in and, nope, we got this thing. And now it's it's just another thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel bad for the, our neighbors downstairs are wonderful people and they've had to deal with it, like the water damage. Um, But that being said, um, this thing looks like shit. Yeah. It's a a very soon to be, uh, it it looks like not the best stopgap measure for water because it looks like something that water would just kind of destroy pretty quickly uh, from what I could see from your, the the photos you took. Well, good news is, uh, Michael, the shadowy figure in the lower third, which you thought was Richard, mm. is actually your landlord. So, yes. uh, <laughs> so I came well, up from the basement over here, and uh, <laughs> we have some flooding over going on. I don't know why I turned into Joe Pesci from the super. <laughs> well, okay. This very, this very delicately, delicately accusatorily, a uh, crafted text that I'm about to send off. I'll just. Uh, just listen to the podcast. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Richard, what's your first choice? All right. My first choice is uh, water heater fiascos. Oh. Mm. Um, now, having a water heater go on you is bad because you wind up, not only is it a giant mess, but you're without hot water for however long it takes to get the water heater fixed. We've had this happen twice in the three years, I guess it's been since we moved in, we've lost two water heaters, both of them sprung leaks. And the real problem with that beyond just all of not having a water heater and having a leak is that we are on the second floor with our water heater. For whatever reason, this house was built in a way, we always joke around that all of the construction feels like somebody knew a guy. Yeah, yeah I, I know a guy who can do that. A lot of that is happening. Like whenever they cut the air conditioning, there was like no vent. in. There was a vent in the bathroom, but there was no vent in the living room. Weird stuff like that. So the first water heater went and we didn't, it was under warranty. Got it replaced. About a year later, start to notice that the we have a like a in our hallway on the second floor we have like this washable rug and we had noticed it it was really wet now we have a cat that pees on things a lot so we thought god damn cats peeing on this again washed it day or so later it's wet again Hmm. wait a second open the water heater up and it's just water leaking out it's flooded and trying to get a water heater uh, replaced under warranty is a real pain for whatever reason and maybe it's the company and i won't mention the company's name and it's ream i won't mention the company's (laughs) name 
but they you have to you have you physically have to return it to where the place where you bought it in order to get the refund so if, if it was purchased at a home depot you have to take it back to that same home depot in order to do the refund i'm not carrying a water heater around it was just this big mess uh-huh. and yeah it's the water heater it's one of those things that you don't you just take hot water for granted until you yeah. don't have it and you're not able to take a hot shower or you know yeah basically the, the not being able to take a hot shower for several days and you've got to replace your the pan that you've the bowl that you've got underneath the leak every like four hours so you have to wake wake up in the middle of the night so it doesn't leak and overflow again. You just don't. It's just a lot of a lot of home repairs are things that you just take for granted when they work. Mm-hmm. And the water heater is definitely one of those. Yeah, I found that with the water heater, I'll realize in stages the impact that it has. Like, oh, I can't take a hot shower. Well, well, I'll just pour some hot water for tea and sit down and relax. And they, oh, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, just... like... Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, and then or I'll do some dishes and bide my time. No, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Yeah. No, no, you can't do your dishes unless you like doing in cold water, which doesn't mm. work. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that is absolutely... Like how did how did people live a hundred years ago before ready hot water? We had yeah. to boil everything, and you know, medieval like in medieval times, practically. You know what's funny is we, my wife and I, spent about an hour watching a YouTube channel in Azerbaijan, where this couple just lives in Azerbaijan, <laughs> and oh. this woman is all day just making food, and uh, it's the most peaceful. <laughs> youtube channel and they have nothing they have a fire and they boil water over the fire regularly they're having tea it just it looks like like if you went to an expensive spa resort you would pay thousands of dollars <laughs> and they don't have a water heater uh, but it's i think also as the gentleman of the house like i know you don't adhere to toxic masculine gender roles but when something like that goes out i feel like i am i am bad provider I am not good husband. <laughs> oh, I, with this I don't because I am. This was crappy, uh, faulty equipment. When the second water heater broke, they tried to send us a part and say, "Well, you could just replace the part." But then we brought a, a plumber in, and he's like, "No, it's not the part. It's the whole thing. It's busted." Oh, geez. I felt, yeah. I felt, I felt more justified that it wasn't me just not wanting to do do my manly duty. Yeah, and uh, not want to roll my sleeves up and try and do the work. Also, I don't, it's one of those things I don't like messing with. Anything that's highly pressurized, no thanks. No, 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 no. Yeah. You don't need to be scalded on your money maker, your face. No, exactly. Yeah. Why do you think I have all this lighting on me right now? Showing <laughs> off the goods, baby. <laughs> all right, Winfield, your second choice. What is um, it? I'll, I'll stay within the realm of plumbing. And this is any sort of uh, toilet slash septic line repair. Now, oh. I haven't had a, a lot of it, you know, occasionally uh, you get to that situation where like the uh, toilet bowl is like not, it keeps filling up and like you rush for the plunger and then everything goes down. You're like, okay, well, uh, uh, averted a national crisis <laughs> inside the apartment. But like 
Um, I can't imagine what it's like when you own a property and like whatever the sewer line that leads from your house to the sewer needs to be like dug up and Mm -hmm. unclogged or dug up. It's been broken or just the, the moving of earth to repair like the foulest possible like pipe in your house seems like, Oh, just the ungodliest, most horrible, uh, just foulest thing that can possibly imagined. I know we have all have a mutual friend and former guest of the show, Scott, who um, I watch like pictures of him, like having to go through this sort of thing. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad for whenever your property has to get dug up for them to like dig down and find a pipe that's buried deep beneath the earth. That is also like full of just like crude material, just like, man, no, thank you. Uh, that that point, you feel like you're digging down. You're going to see where orcs are born. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yeah. Balrog, come, Balrog yeah. comes out of the pipe, and you just you need a Gandalf to fight it off. Yeah. Then... <laughs> but okay. um, you know, any any sort of like I don't know any sort of like I'm with you, Richard, in the same terms of like water repair. I I'm just not going to go go near it. Toilet repair, water repair. I don't know what I'm doing. Like the closest I've ever gotten is like replacing like a faucet like on my bathtub that was like starting to get rusted over because we'd lived here so long and who knows how long it was before, but that felt like, okay, well, nothing is connected to anything that will back up and, um, and ruin anything, but like just, you know, the plumbers, electricians, all these people are experts. You pay them a premium for a reason. They, they can deal with this in some cases, literal shit. Yeah. For me, it's never been less than like a certain amount, like anymore when you bring your car in, you know, it's $400 or more. And with Mm. plumbing, it's at least like a thousand or, you know, especially when somebody's kind of opening up the bowels of the earth. And my experience is like, I've never lived in a home that's new. So it always seems like the person comes up with something that looks like it would have been presented. It would have been dug up when they had the Ark of the Covenant, like in that site, you know, like a, an excavation site, you know, something, it's it's Mayan pottery. Well, this, is that Mayan pottery? No, that was your main line from the city water supply. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. Richard, what do you got? All right. My second one is, uh, remember when I said that our water heater was on the second floor? Remember oh, that, part of the, that part yeah. of the story? Yeah. Um, so it turns out that uh, directly below the water heater, is our kitchen. Hmm. And when you have a leak that lasts for several days and don't realize that it's leaking, you wind up with major water damage in your kitchen. And when you have major water damage in your kitchen, you often wind up with toxic mold. When that happens, guess what? You get a new kitchen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's what we went through uh, this winter. Uh, Just got our uh kitchen it took about about a month to get everything done eventually um and yeah it was between the toxic mold assessment and the remediation and then getting all of the kitchen stuff done i'm not gonna say how much it was because it make it hurts whenever i think about how much it was but it was it was a lot man and now here's a question now here's a question so is it all like is it all like uh uh, I don't know, 
it's all tied to one event. So like the insurance, I assume that there's some sort of insurance involved. Who starts blaming who for what? And it's at some point do you get like, is any of it like satisfied? Oh boy. You want to talk about insurance. I won't mention my insurance carrier because this one I will not because there, there was actually, we had to get the state involved with oh, it, wow. mm. but um, we filed a claim for the initial water damage, which included the water heater, uh, where the water around where the hot water heater was, and then the flooring on the second floor. Yeah. Um, and we got that paid out. And there was also some, we needed the uh, downstairs uh, ceilings repainted because the water had bubbled up and, and screwed up the paint. After we realized that there's actually toxic mold damage in the kitchen cabinets and further damage that we didn't realize, we uh, attempted to file a supplemental claim with our insurance, which is what you do. You say, hey, it turns out that we actually realized there's additional damages, so we need to get covered for it. And our insurance company basically went uh, completely dark on us. Hmm. The, our, the insurance adjuster, after like one phone call where he said, well, you kind of need to send this over. And the contractor, we had some questions about it, tried to go back to my my contact with the insurance company, just ghosted us, didn't return my emails, didn't return phone calls. I got the number of his supervisor. His supervisor wasn't returning e uh, phone calls at e either. Um, and it's because the name brand insurance company, I bought the home owner's policy through actually subs out the insurance policy to somebody else. So if I call the name brand insurance company, they say, well, it's somebody else's, it's actually this company's responsibility. And I just got a several month long runaround trying to get this supplemental claim. Uh, my wife actually got some satisfaction from it because she posted on social media, how unhappy she was with the insurance process. And somebody from the social media team within, I don't know, hour, couple of hours, mm. got hold of her and said, we're going to have somebody to get get back to you right away on this. So it does just, just so you know, bitching about stuff on social media can work. Mm. And at the same time, I filed a claim with the uh, California Insurance Commission since I'm here in California. And that was eventually what got somebody, once that got that claim got filed, and an official complaint was sent back to the insurance company. Within a day or two, somebody called me up. Okay, we're going to take care of this. Here's, you know, here's what I need you to send in. We sent it in, and like within a day, I had a we had a check in our bank account. Wow. So it just took a lot of threatening, and and paperwork and hassle on my end, because look, the insurance companies are not there to protect you. No. Flow may seem you may seem like flow is there to help <laughs> you out or or the Geico gecko. They, mm -hmm. They're all adorable, but they're not. They they're sharks, man. They just want your money. Yeah, and they want to not pay out as much as they can, and it's just so stupid. I mean, we were looking for about you know a few thousand dollars because there's a set limit in terms of mold repair, in terms of what you can get back according to our policy. So it wasn't a huge amount of money necessarily uh, compared to what this insurance company pays out every day in insurance claims. Mm -hmm. 
it was a drop in the bucket for them. But even for that drop in the bucket, they were willing to stall, ignore, mm -hmm. just do everything they could to not pay this claim out. It's like the J.K. Simmons. He's he's a spokesperson for Liberty or Allstate Farmers. <laughs> yeah, it's like his character in the commercial is what you think you get, but it, it's more his character in Whiplash. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. that's that's or at least J. George and James, <laughs> this this argumentative, horrible person. Yeah. So I mean, the bottom line is we got a new kitchen. We love it. Looks great have a dishwasher for the first time in my life and I am washing the hell out of some dishes in that dishwasher. Let me tell you. <laughs> Having never had one before, it is such a game changer in terms of just, we, we create because we have kids and we just generate a lot of like little like uh, dishes, you know, like small plates and cups mm -hmm. and things like that. And instead of, have, instead of having to hand wash all of those, the ability just to throw it in the dishwasher. Yeah run it once a day or every day and a half or something like that. It's, it's, it's really remarkable how much, how much, mm -hmm. how much time that saves. So the, the little happy ending. That. There is a happy ending. There is happy. <laughs> can't wait till that. I can't wait till the dishwasher breaks and then it leaks. Yeah. I was just thinking all that. The, all, the, all the crockery is uh, rusted out. Oh. Yeah. I want to know what that, uh, what kind of buzz you got when you smoke that toxic mold you scraped mm. off the, Oh, buddy! <laughs> Let me tell you, I was I was seeing some things you set your hair on fire. I was seeing un, unresolved insurance claims. <laughs> okay, well, this that's is our halftime. That's a bad if trip if I've ever heard one. By the way, <laughs> speaking of seeing things, if you're seeing this, uh, seeing our faces, we're grateful that you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, or some other place where you see stuff. Um, if you're hearing this, we're grateful that you're listening on your podcast uh, um, uh, player of choice. And so instead of just listening or watching, maybe you could uh, have your voice heard on this podcast. Uh, make a suggestion as to a topic you'd like to hear spoken about, and maybe you could be uh, on the podcast with us, joining us in discussion of that. So we'd love to ha have you uh, write to us on one of our social platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Good luck with that TikTok. Um, so yeah, so now we're back. So Michael Winfield, I, I don't, I don't sense that you're going to beat uh, um, Richard to, in this race. It seems like he's got a lot, maybe a lot more ammo in his gun. But uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe you can. Well, I don't know, Richard. Have you ever had a dog eat part of your wall, or a <laughs> no, dog eat part of your windowsill, no, or a dog? Or a dog chew through your um, uh, cables, uh, your like uh, the cable to uh, like your cable TV or uh, your internet or anything like that. No, we got a cat stuck in the wall, but that was another. That's a good one. That's, that's another one. story for another time. <laughs> okay, uh, is the dog currently eating the cable that plug has the, your laptops plugged in or anything like that? <laughs> we just let we just let him. He's just eating us literally out of house and home. Um, when our dog was a puppy we used to like board him in one of like our, our back rooms or you know we'd at some point he had the kind of you know the run of the house and um we noticed that you know puppies like to chew on things and uh we'd come into the room and we noticed like he would start like trying to chew through like the door jam so we just have all this all this repair along like just teeth marks and like blood 
and like just, just, just <laughs> teething and gnawing at things. And it's just like these holes and just, it looks like, you know, this uh, termites or something had gotten into it, just like working its way slowly up the wall. Same thing happened like uh, uh, on like the windowsill by our bed. He'd go and take a nap in our bed and then you just see like this huge like chewed out <laughs> like windowsill <laughs> mark. And then at some point, um, uh, like the internet just stopped working or cable stopped working when we used to have cable. Like we'd have the box and we had like wires run along all the way from like the, the entry point to, you know, strung around to our living room. And we called the cable guy out and he's like, yeah, just nothing's, nothing's working. I'm, you know, looking at the thing and it's got the service here and whatever is intermittent. And the dude comes out and he's like, yeah, uh, looks like your dog ate the, all the wire, <laughs> wiring. <laughs> And, Are you uh, sure you have a dog, Michael, and you don't have a <laughs> raccoon by accident? Entirely possible. Entirely possible. But like uh, we talk about like unwanted or, un, you know, just these little home repairs and just, you know, inserting a wild animal into your home has got to <laughs> has got to account for something. You know, have, may, maybe it's like a bird that has, um, you know, uh, taken root or like a hornet's nest that has, uh, you know, start shooting angry. I was going to say angry bees, but that would be a bees nest, but, you know, angry hornets at you. <laughs> but having this dog that eventually has grown into, you know, just this lump that sleeps on the couch. But boy, those early years of just destruction and just trying to, then trying to, you know, trying to match and find, we live in like this older apartment building, just like this molding that could somewhat closely match it. Just impossible. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, we never even fixed the this like the windowsill. It's just still chewed up. And eh, what are you gonna do? We'll move out eventually. <laughs> you could probably get your email on the dog for a couple of days there, though, because he had so much, so much, uh, so many megabytes in him. <laughs> okay, so um, the first megabytes. animal, <laughs> the first animal on the uh, uh, the rogues gallery is is um, champagne toast. Is that but it is so let's hear about the cats in the wall oh me well this isn't yeah. one of my choices but as we were oh, doing okay. as, as we were doing the kitchen renovations they were knocking out uh doing demo work in the walls and a cat that we thought was gonna stay in his room the whole time did not stay in his room the whole time and got in one of the holes and then nobody realized it and they sealed it up and we couldn't find the cat that night. And then later on, we started to hear this <laughs> really muffled sound coming from inside the wall. And which then began a weekend long process of us cutting holes in the wall. We eventually got to the point where it would, the cat would come close to the hole in the wall, but just out of like arm's reach. And then <laughs> would back away and run back into the, deeper into the house, into the, into the wall. And this went on for two days until Sunday night, for whatever reason, it just decided, Oh, it's, I guess I'm done now. And bolted out of the, the hole in the, one of the holes that we had cut into the wall. <laughs> I mean, we this thought seems, that thing was never going to come out. There was it a seems time, like ugh. a movie from David Lynch and Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> the cat in the wall. The the cat in the wall. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, plot point. He gets a cat stuck in her wall, and Charlie decides to send another cat in. 
to make friends with the cat and lure it out. And then that cat gets stuck <laughs> in the wall. I was contemplating, we, we tried to lure it out with food, with water, with like laser pointers. And it would just, this cat is kind of skittish and really enjoys hanging out under the bed, which is why we didn't think much about it at first when we couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, and I think it, this cat would have been happy if we would have left that hole open and it could have spent the rest of its life just sort of hanging out in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. What, most, uh, most stressful weekend I think I just about have ever had in my life. But that wasn't one of your choices. So what's your third? Uh, third choice is uh, the excitement in, of having a car crash into your front yard. Ooh, wow. Okay. Which happened to us a couple of years ago. Um, especially exciting for my wife as she was taking my dog or dog for a walk and was about a half a block away when she saw the accident wow. that sent the car careening from the busy intersection, busy intersection into the uh, front yard by way of our gate or our, our, our side uh, fence, which was wrought iron and did absolutely zilch to keep the car out. The only thing that kept the car from going into our house is we have bougainvilleas all along that wall. Yeah. Those things have really strong roots. Oh, wow. that's what that's what protected it. The, didn't most of the bougainvillea didn't even come out of the roots, but the wrought iron fence just crumpled like it was made out of aluminum. This is this is like an this is an avatar situation, right? This is like this is like man, <laughs> this is like the power of nature versus the power of these flying uh, <laughs> flying machines. And there's you know one you can stop with eventual rust and whatever. The other one is you dig down deep and then well, turn. Sarah does. Sarah does swear she heard "I am Groot" coming from the, <laughs> from the car crash. So I'm not sure what that means. What to what was the oh you took you a while to get like a fence a new fence right was it yeah we had to, yeah it didn't take it i mean it was just something that it was more kind of like dragging our heels on our part the actual mm -hmm. that one the insurance came came through with it pretty quickly it was hard to find somebody who would actually do the work mm -hmm. because we needed to clean up all of the bougainvilleas that had been ripped out along with taking care of the fence so it was like a two-part process and we were trying to find somebody who would do everything for us and you could either find a fence guy or you could find, you know, landscaping guys. Yeah. Eventually, we, we kind of got it all figured out. But mm -hmm. it did take a little while. So we had just, you know, and we live on, as Jeff, you've been here before. We live on a busy street. We just had an open, our front yard was like wide open. Yeah. With a half with a crumpled fence kind of stuff. I wouldn't even be so sure if you did put a new fence in that the Bougainvillea wouldn't itself just rip that new fence out, just kind of reject it. Nope. <laughs> like a like a like a like a heart transplant gone yeah, bad. Yeah. Nope. Like ain't no fence helped us before. Yeah. Exactly. It was yeah. you know, and, and my wife after the accident happened and she ran ran over there actually. As she was running, she dropped her phone and one of the neighbors who was also out there went and very nicely picked it up and brought it over to her. And I think his comment after he dropped off the phone and asked how she was doing was, so I bet you never get a corner lot again. Oh. Which I hadn't thought about. But then we started driving around the neighborhood and a lot of the corner lots, you could see where there was like, oh, that looks like a newer fence than the house. 
Oh, okay. Well, it looks like there's been some some construction work done there on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of mm -hmm. the you know one of the things you don't think about when you're home shopping necessarily, but being on a corner lot, especially on a busy street, is a recipe for somebody to come careening into it. Which happened at our old place we were renting, a 18 wheeler tried to drive down our residential ish street. It's fairly busy, but it's not not super busy, but it's facing off of Beverly Boulevard. Mm -hmm. So it's facing a busy street. And it was too tall for the uh for the street lamp or the the, the traffic light, hit the traffic light, knocked that over into our yard and almost into the building and then took out to kept driving off. Jeez. So again, the joys of living in a corner, uh, mm -hmm. corner lot. So pro tip, if you guys are ever looking to buy a house, especially if you're in any place that's urban, beware of the corner lot. Wow. Okay. Cautionary tale. Yep. I wonder if the Geico gecko caught up with the trucker. I did. You did. <laughs> I actually was like, I'm going to get in my car and see if I can figure out where this guy went because uh -huh. the truck has to be damaged. Yeah. And I was like, if I was him, I would drive a couple of blocks away and then I would park and I would try and figure out what I was going to do from there. So uh -huh. I drove and within five minutes I had found the truck parked on the side of the road on Melrose Boulevard. Oh, wow. Called you, got the, you got the mail that was still sticking out of the, the fender or whatever. <laughs> Called called the police, gave him the the uh, truck information because the guy wasn't there. He had abandoned it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what wound up happening to it, but I felt like I felt like I was in a seventies like a PI show. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you put like on a lieutenant or something? <laughs> lieutenant Colombo trench coat. Just there's <laughs> one more question about the uh, about this <laughs> truck, ma'am. Uh, okay, Michael, what's your final choice? I'd like to cycle back to um, roofs. I don't okay. think we really talked about roofs very much. But I am always impressed when someone uh, buys a house and then they get an inspection done. And then they say, yeah, you got uh, five or six more years left of this roof on where, before it goes bad. And then like, they're like really accurate. Like in five years, like the roof starts leaking. <laughs> do they have like a dipstick do they dip in? How do you, how can you tell? This goes back to the professionalism of like wh whoever these people that do all these fixes are, roofers mm -hmm. and electricians and uh, 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 plumbers and everything. But, you know, the roof leak, the roof, entire roof needing to be replaced, which is like an endeavor. I have several um, neighbors in that I've had them that have had them done in the last few years here, you know, and all, whenever there's rain, there's just conversation about roofs, roofs and leaks and whatever. And um, the recent rains have led to a lot of like walking the dog slash conversations with neighbors about, yeah, you know, they said it was going to take uh, five to seven years. And then six years in, we had to get the whole new roof, whole new roof put on. And it's like $30,000. And it's just like, what is going what how much is how much is a goddamn roof mm -hmm. why do they last how do they know that they it's amazing it's amazing to me but like that is one of those things where it's like uh, uh i don't know i'm convinced it's a conspiracy 
It's a big racket. It's a big yeah, racket. Yeah, that's that's the next thing that I'm worried about. With yeah. Everything else with this house, this house that was built in, I think it was 2007, so not that old, is seemingly falling apart. I'm just looking at that roof and I'm like glaring at it, like, <laughs> don't you dare start to leak. Our recent somewhat semi-fiasco uh, was having our roof repaired, uh, you know, six months ago. And then the roofers allow damage to happen to uh, the pool cage screen. And then they company comes out to fix the pool cage screen, but they roofers didn't pay them because I guess the roofers are broke or the roofers are, are, are sketchy or something like that. So I've got subcontractors sending letters to my house saying, um, you know, we're going to try to put a lien on your house or something because the roofers aren't paying them. So it's... Uh, it's when, yeah, yeah. That's that's when when the people you pay can't pay their bills, then people come after you because they know your mailing address, which is a big drag. So, Richard, what's your final one? Mine's a little more minor inconvenience. It's a doorbell. Oh. <laughs> you know, when you don't this own is, a home, this is, this is so quaint and lovely. I love this. <laughs> when you don't own a home and you go to somebody's house and you see the thing of tape over the doorbell which is the universal signal for don't ring the doorbell, it doesn't work. Yeah. I, you know, I used to think, okay, how much can it cost to replace a doorbell? How hard could this be? Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys are being just a little bit lazy. Then our doorbell stopped working a, a few months after we moved in. It wasn't that much longer. And we called a guy out, called a couple of electricians, and the consensus seemed to be, it wasn't the doorbell. It was the transformer. Oh. And it was going to be like $1,000 to replace. What? So we now have tape. <laughs> and I am just content to be a lazy bastard and let people who are showing up here knock. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Doorbell oh, seems like a luxury at this point more than a necessity. <laughs> I, it seems like a little grace note to end that uh, your, your trials and tribulations on. Yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Michael? Uh, I, I imagine that that's just like an Amazon purchase, that that is just like a 1999 one that kind of works, that triggers some terrible, like you just patch over the hole where the doorbell used to be and just put put the cheapest thing possible in there because... Yeah. Like you said, who's coming to your door anymore? Delivery guys. And I usually just have them leave it at the front door anyway. Oh, that is, um, if someone was to ring my doorbell, not that we have one that works, but if they were, it would drive me crazy. Oh. It would drive me crazy. I, I just leave it. Don't, don't announce yourself. Don't let me know it's there. I've, there's things that are telling me that it's there. I can't get them to use the doorbell. The mm. Like, like they set stuff out and like, <laughs> the three, the three, uh, the three stages of man ring the doorbell <laughs> don't do dare i'm just gonna leave it all right dudes well let's get to some judging um uh richard you have the patience of job or something or your your family does um let's go uh, i'm gonna kind of it's gonna lean heavy on your side let's go to car crash uh i guess <clears throat> through uh water damage and um Let's go hot water heater. And Michael, let's go old dog, dog, dog. 
yeah the dog, the, the, the dog that ate but also sending good vibes your way that you can uh, um successfully get that eyesore of a terrace roof off your terrace or whatever the terror terrorist terrace oh we'll yeah. see we'll see yeah all right my dudes this has been the mount rushmore of unwanted unplanned uh unneeded renovations in your home i'm always jeff i'm richard i'm michael 